Well, a very happy Easter to each of you this morning, the day of resurrection for our Lord Jesus. And it was a joy to see some of you earlier this morning out in the parking lot, and it's a joy to see all of you uh, now. So let's gather our hearts together uh, in prayer. Here we are, dear God, contemplating again the story of how you raised Jesus, how death could not hold love in its power. This astonishing story never changes, but God, we sure do, and we sure have changed this past tumultuous year. And so we thank you that you always have new things in this story for us to discover and to learn. So Easter us yet again this morning, dear God, let your deep call to our deep and bring us to life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It was a year ago, at the very start of the pandemic, that I first noticed something in the Easter story that I had never, ever noticed before. In verse 1 today, it says that God raises Jesus even while it is still dark. Love is resurrected even while it is still dark. That Sunday, God's grace comes to the followers of Jesus, even while they think they are still stuck in the terrible world of Friday. And friends, this is awesomely good news for us here today. Since this past year, so many of us have found ourselves stuck in the deep darkness of Friday. The darkness of crushing anxiety about losing our health or our livelihood. The darkness of our isolation from community and worship and being able to sing together the darkness of not being able to be with a loved one as they were dying, the darkness of our going through a health crisis even in the midst of this crisis, the darkness of parents doing work and school and family all under one roof, the darkness of our nation's inability to focus on what is good for all rather than what is just good for me. The darkness of seeing our neighbors of color shot and kicked and asphyxiated. The darkness of our chronic stress and fatigue of having cortisol and adrenaline pumping in our veins for a whole year. Anybody feel that way? And then the darkness of our questions for God. 
where are you? Why have you forsaken us? Why do you feel so far away sometimes? What a terribly hard year it has been. And friends, on top of all of that, if you're anything like me, even in the midst of all of this, you still struggle way deep down inside with the fear that God will somehow only love us after we've made ourselves good enough, after we've made ourselves worthy enough, deserving enough to be loved by God. Only after we have stuffed all our doubts in the closet and hidden away all our questions under the bed. Only after we've finally gotten all of our ducks in a row, then God will finally love us. But friends, the good news of Easter is that God's grace comes to us when we deserve it the least, but we need it the most. God's grace comes to the followers of Jesus while it is still dark, even while they are still locked away in their tombs of despair for how they have betrayed and denied and deserted their beloved teacher. While it is still dark, God comes to them and God comes to us to forgive and to love and to set us free as only God can do. The author Rachel Held Evans says that to be a Christian is to be part of a people who are caught up in the same story with Jesus at its center. And so today, through Mary, we get to get caught up in this wonderful story. And our story begins with Mary, sick with grief, traumatized, terrified, and stumbling to the tomb of Jesus, her beloved teacher, while it is still dark. Now, what you have to remember here is that for Mary Magdalene, it was Jesus who had earlier cast out seven demons from her, setting her free from her hell of spiritual bondage, physical suffering, and spiritual isolation. And you have to wonder, had Jesus called out her name, Mary, when he first set her free? Had Jesus sometimes whispered her name, Mary, when she got lost again sometimes in anxiety or despair or self-hatred? I believe he did his deep calling to her deep. 
And today, when Mary first sees the risen Jesus, I love this. <laughs> she supposes him to be the gardener. And you have to believe that Jesus had a twinkle in his eyes when he asks her who she's looking for. And now we reach the wonderful climax of our story when Jesus calls her by name, Mary. Deep calls to deep, penetrating her sorrow. Mary knows that there's only one person in the whole planet who says her name in that way, and she immediately turns and cries out, teacher. You see, throughout scripture, we see the tremendous power of God calling people by name. I have called you by name, God says in Isaiah 43, and you are mine. Lazarus, Jesus cries out, come out of your tomb. You see, when people hear the Holy One calling their name, they feel themselves called to their deepest, deepest identity, called to come alive, called to become who they really are, deep calling to deep. And then in the days following Jesus's resurrection, we see the grief sick and guilt ridden followers of Jesus coming alive. As the risen Jesus calls them each by name, Mary, Simon, Thomas, Clopas, Saul, we see a devastated community of doubters and betrayers and deniers and persecutors coming alive. Crushed and disappointed and failed people, just like us, are now transformed into a new community, now boldly sharing how God's grace has come to save them when they deserved it the least and needed it the most. And dear friends, in our present darkness, our risen Lord Jesus is calling out each of our names as well. Calling us out of our tombs of sin and sadness and despair. On this Easter morning, our risen Lord Jesus is calling each of us by name. Leah, Chad, Glenn, Phoebe, Andrew, Elisa, Miriam, Larry, Ava, and Dottie. All three of you Dotties. Deep is calling to deep.
calling us to receive the divine grace that comes when we deserve it the least and need it the most. Calling us to share with our whole wide world a grace so profound that it reconciles and transforms and heals and stabilizes us down to our depths, down to our depths. Amen.